This is titled The Healing Ministry of Jesus. I trust that you have been receiving a lot and gleaning a lot uh, from the teachings so far. Listen, it only takes one word from God for you to receive healing. It only, it only takes one revelation from the Lord to launch you into uh, your f- uh, f- destiny of freedom. And I'm announcing and pronouncing to you today that God has healing for you through this lesson. The Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did when he walked the earth, he's doing right now through this, uh, this medium that, that is, is connecting you, uh, me with you. And Jesus is speaking to you today. And I just feel this great joy in my heart. He's got freedom for you. He's got healing for you. There's hope for you. No matter how long it's been, God's got healing for you today. Say that with me. This is my day. I'm, I'm receiving healing today. I'm not putting it off any longer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I always like to start off with a funny, and this is a, a group of professional people pose this question to a group of four to eight-year-olds, what does love mean? What is the definition of love? And the answers they got were broader and deeper than anyone could have imagined. So uh, see what you think about this. Love from a child's perspective. Rebecca, age eight, when my grandmother got arthritis. She couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it all for her all the time. Even when his hands got arthritis too, that's love. Wow. Billy, age four, when someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. You know that your name is safe in their mouth. Wow. That's powerful. Carl, age five, love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne, and they go out and smell each other. That's awesome. Chrissy, age six, love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your french fries without making them give you any of theirs. That's awesome. Danny, age seven, love is when my mommy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure the taste is okay. Wow. Emily, age eight, Love is when you kiss all the time. Then when you get tired of kissing, you still want to be together and you talk more. My mommy and daddy are like that. They look gross when they kiss. <laughs> Bobby, age five. Love is what's in the room with you at Christmas. If you stop opening presents and listen. Wow, this sounds like an adult. Cindy, age eight. During my piano recital, I was on a stage and scared. I looked at all the people watching me and my daddy was waving and smiling. He was the only one doing that. And I wasn't scared anymore. Jessica, AJ, you really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot because people forget. And finally, the one that won the contest was a little four-year-old child whose next door neighbor was an elderly gentleman who had just recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the boy went into the old gentleman's yard, climbed onto his lap, and just sat there. When his mother asked what he'd said to the neighbor, the little boy said, nothing. I just helped him cry. Wow. Man, that's powerful, isn't it? 
today I have the privilege of sharing with you uh, just something special to me, and that is the healing ministry of Jesus. Uh, if you have your Bibles there, look at Matthew chapter 4 with me. We're going to look at several verses about the healing ministry of Jesus. Verse 23 of Matthew 4, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. I want to stop there before I finish. Jesus' ministry involved teaching, preaching, healing. Say that with me. Teaching, preaching, healing. Teaching, preaching, healing. Listen, guys, we're not walking in the full ministry of Jesus if we're not believing God to operate in the same teaching, preaching, healing. And the difference between teaching and preaching is not volume, how loud you yell, but teaching is assuming people will act and you're giving them information. Preaching is you're assuming people know and you're encouraging them to act on what they know. And, and healing is just demonstrating uh, the kingdom of God like Jesus did it when he walked the earth. Now watch this. He healed all kinds of sickness, all kinds of disease among the people. Verse 24, then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were, uh, who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them all. He brought all kind, they brought all kinds of sick folk to him, and Jesus healed them all. Look at Matthew 12. Matthew chapter 12. And let's look at verse 9. Now when he had departed from there, he went into the synagogue, and behold, there was a man who had a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath, that they might accuse him? And he said, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath? will not lay hold of it and lift it out of how much more value uh, is a man then than a sheep. Therefore, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and it was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. So Jesus does one miracle there and he did it on the Sabbath uh, and and they were they wanted to they wanted to destroy him. They wanted to kill him for doing good. But when look at verse 15, though. When Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. He healed them all. Yes. He healed them all. And look at, look at Luke chapter 4 with me. We'll just want to give you some scriptural foundation for the fact that the healing ministry of Jesus included all. Nobody was exempt. His love knows no bounds. Uh, Luke 4, verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had, any, uh, who had any who were sick with various diseases, he brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Jesus healed them all. He laid his hands on all of them. Uh, he, he had healing available for each one. Now look at uh, Luke chapter 6. Verse 17, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea 
in Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And that's one, one thing before I finish uh, this, this, this passage, I want to encourage you that there is that there is a connection between hearing and healing, hearing and healing, hearing and healing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to encourage you to continue, especially uh, uh, re-listen to those of uh, those uh, lessons in Healing University that uh, minister to you, that build faith up in you. There's a there's a connection. They heard and were healed. They heard and were healed. And I believe God's got a word for you. You're going to hear. You're going to get revelation. It's going to cause faith to rise in your heart, and you're going to be healed. God's healing power belongs to you, and it comes through hearing. Uh, And uh, it says, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, as well as those, verse 18, who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him, and he healed them all. He healed them all. All manner of sickness, all manner of disease. This is our Savior. This is our Lord. This is the one who who provided salvation for us. And that word salvation is the word sozo. It, It includes healing. It's not, it's a whole package. It's not just forgiveness of sins, as we've already heard in lessons before, that, that there's, a, that there's a, a link between sin, Adam's sin, and sickness. And Jesus remedied that, that, uh, that sin. The root of sickness is gone, and therefore the authority of sickness is gone from our bodies. I take authority right now over that pain that's trying to hinder you listening to uh, this, uh, to this uh, lesson today in Jesus' name. No diseases were exempt from Jesus' healing power, including stage four cancer. I don't care if they come and tell you that you've got stage 15 cancer. It's not too great for Jesus. There, none of them were exempt. Congenital heart disease, kidney failure, arthritis, diabetes, leprosy. There is no disease exempt from God's healing, from Jesus' healing power. He healed them all. Uh, Wherever you're watching, what does all mean in your state? What does all mean in your city? All means all. And too many times, we only allow our faith for healing to extend as far as our experience allows or what doctors or medicine deem possible. In Mark 9, 23, Jesus was talking to uh, a man whose son was demonized and, and who had epileptic seizures. And, and he said, help me, I believe, help my unbelief. Jesus said, all things are possible if you will only believe. Believe only. Believe only. Believe what? Well, one thing that you can believe is that Jesus is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's the same today as he was in the days that he walked the earth that we read read about here, 
If he healed them all then, he is still healing all today. Jesus is the same. If we will only believe him more than the doctor's prognosis, more than the doctor's diagnosis, more than our experience, more than our pains, more than our symptoms, Jesus has healing for you today. If we will believe only, if we will believe what he said, that man uh, in Mark chapter 9 that had that epileptic son, he had gone through years of this, the, the, uh, that, that seizure, throwing him into the fire and the, and the demon throw him into the fire and, and throw him into the water and tried to drown him and all kinds of problems. And there was no cure until he met Jesus. And until he believed, when he believed Jesus, he was healed. Listen, you're suddenly can come today. Your, no matter how long it's been, it only takes one moment in the power of God, one moment in the presence of God, one moment from the Word of God, getting a revelation from the Word of God. And if you'll believe that, uh, I, I'm not saying deny that what the doctors are saying exists. I'm not saying deny that you have pain in your body. I'm not saying deny that it's been a long time. What I am saying is deny that doctor's uh, diagnosis as having the final authority in your life. Deny that symptom or the, the chronic condition to have authority in, in what you believe. I believe what God has promised. I believe this report above every other report. And if we'll believe only, then we'll see Jesus manifest himself. Uh, in, in powerful ways. Don't allow your experience of praying for an aunt or an uncle or a friend uh, or a family member. Uh, maybe they had cancer, they had heart disease or something else and, and you prayed for them and you were sincere and as far as you knew, they were sincere, but yet they died. Don't, don't allow that experience to limit what Jesus can do for you today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our unbelief through similar circumstances like that, our unbelief through what doctors have said, through what other people have said, through what our experiences uh, have been, it can limit what Jesus can do in our lives today. Uh, Psalm 78, verse 41. Let me read that to you. Psalm 78 and verse 41. It talks about how the children of Israel limited God. And uh, Andrew Womack has a wonderful teaching on don't limit God. And it, it comes from this, uh, from, from this verse. And it says, yes, again, and they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power uh, the day that the, when he was redeemed, he redeemed them from the enemy. And when he had worked signs and wonders, they'd forgotten what, it, what, what he had done. And they, they limited God. Our unbelief, guys, can limit what God can do. Our unbelief can limit uh, how God can use us. Our unbelief um, through similar circumstances and, and experiences can hinder what Jesus can do in our lives today, yet 
all the time, it's his will. It's, it's his plan. It's what he wants to do is, is, is to bring healing to you. It, it gives him pleasure to bring healing to you. He's not holding out on you. He wants healing to manifest in, in your physical body. Then also uh, look with me in Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. Then he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, uh, Judas, and Simon? Are, are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there. Where, where was it he could do no mighty work? Where there was unbelief? where people uh, knew him after the flesh. They only knew him as a carpenter's son, uh, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and, and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. And so, so here Jesus uh, in his own hometown could do no mighty work. And even though it was his will to do it, he could do no mighty work there because... Of their un, because of their unbelief. And their unbelief was born out of just knowing Jesus after the flesh, knowing that he was a carpenter's son, as I mentioned, and they, they did not receive the fullness of, of uh, his healing power. Jesus' remedy was to go about other villages and cities around that region and teach. Well, what did he teach? That healing is for all. That when the kingdom, when Jesus came, he's the king of the kingdom and the kingdom of darkness is removed. And that when Jesus comes, healing is one of the main manifestations that the kingdom of God has come and healing is for all. He wants us to be healed. He wants us well. He wants us whole and free and delivered and, and uh, pain free. And he wants your children well. He doesn't want you living in that chronic condition. Look at Mark chapter 5. Again, we're just looking at Jesus' ministry here. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And so is it possible to limit what the healing power of God that can come to you? Absolutely. If It has to do with what you believe. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed and she will live. And Jesus went with him. A great multitude followed him and thronged him. And so... So here's the picture. Jesus has been trying to teach the religious crowd, and uh, they were the ones that were coming against him and creating a lot of unbelief. But here was a religious leader, a ruler of the synagogue, 
whose daughter was sick. And he came to Jesus and asked him to heal his daughter. Uh, you cannot come to Jesus. You can't find a place in the Bible, anyone coming to Jesus and not receiving healing. Jesus has healing for your daughter. Jesus has healing for your child. Jesus has healing for your body. And Jairus, well, uh, they, they begin to go to uh, his house. And now on the way to Jairus' house, and his daughter was at the point of death, a certain woman had a flow of blood uh, and an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things by many physicians. And she spent all, and, and you, know, you know the story, she spent all, was nothing uh, better, and she heard about Jesus, and she came in the press, touched the hem of his garment, and then Jesus said, who touched me? Um, verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself power had gone out of him, turned around and said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said, all the multitude is thronging you, and you said, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened, told him the truth. And he said, daughter, verse 34, uh, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. See, she believed. She believed. She, she heard about Jesus. Then she said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment. Then she pressed in. And, and, then, and, and, her, and her faith was that she would be whole. And she, she was healed. And while he was still speaking, now remember, this happened when he was on the way to Jairus' house. And now Jairus has gone through a big, uh, we don't know, maybe 30 minutes of interruption. And, and he didn't say a word. And he allowed Jesus to heal this woman without complaint. And while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word, he heard an accurate report. Uh, the girl was dead, but Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Do not be afraid, only believe. And I'm, he's speaking that to someone watching today. Do not be afraid, only believe. Jairus passed up the opportunity to be offended. He could have been offended at the this woman uh, who interrupted uh, Jesus coming to his house, but he didn't say a word. He could have been offended. He could have used his he could have used his authority to probably ha have this woman arrested. But when when but he didn't do that. When Jesus stopped to heal a woman with issues, this man allowed him to do that. And when the report came that his daughter was dead, he could have he, he passed up the opportunity to stop believing. And Jesus said, only believe, only believe. And that's what he's saying to some of you today. Uh, the doctors have given up on some of you. you. You've been in a chronic, long-time situation. And God's saying to you, only believe. Don't give up. Believe only in Jesus' name. John chapter 5. Turn there with me. These are just several examples of the healing ministry of Jesus. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. John chapter 5, verse 1. And after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there was in 
uh, Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of people, uh, sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, uh, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel uh, went down at a certain time and the pool and stirred up the water. And whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever the disease they had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying and knew that he was already been in that condition a long time, he said, do you want to be made well? And the sick man said, I don't have anybody. Uh, when the pool is stir stirred up, the water is stirred up. I don't, not, in other words, I don't have a man. I don't have any natural means to help me. And Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the man immediately was healed. Jesus question to this man is a question that I want to I want to pose to you today. The correct question now is no longer is it your will to heal Jesus? The correct question now is will you be made whole? Jesus Jesus settled this question. Uh, is it your will to be healed? He asked this man, will you be made well? And that's what I want to ask you today. Will you be made well? Will you choose to believe what God says about your condition rather than you, what your physical body tells you, what your symptoms scream at you? Uh, I know what it's like to have a baby in my arms and, 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 and I, we had to, my wife and I had to, had to take turns holding Michael in our arms and, and uh, caring for him. And he, and he would cry all the time and not eat. And it was in terrible pain. I know what that's like. But we had to make a decision. Will you let me heal Michael? It's not, will you heal Michael, Lord? It's, will you let me heal him? Will, will you agree with Jesus that he both can and will heal you? It was God's will to heal my nephew, Ryan, uh, several years ago, just as much as my son, Michael, two days later, but two years later, but we only knew with my nephew, Ryan, to pray, if it be thy will, prayers. And he was sick when he was, when he was born. Uh, he had uh, water on his brain, and all we knew to pray was, if it be thy will, prayers. Um, and my nephew, Ryan, died. Uh, and at all the time, it being the will of God. Well, if it was the will of God for... For everybody to be healed, Greg, why uh, did your nephew Ryan die? Why did those that we prayed for die? I don't know, but I, I know this. I don't have the answer, but I know this. When you get to heaven, one of the first things that you're gonna you're gonna do is you're gonna do you're gonna respond like this. Oh, <coughs> ah, you were good. You were right. You were fair, even though it didn't seem like it. God, God is good. God is right. God is, God is fair. And it was his will all along. Have you ever witnessed to somebody? Have you ever shared the gospel with somebody? Uh, and they didn't receive. Well, that didn't change the will of God regarding, regarding their salvation. It was the will of God to heal my nephew Ryan. But we learned two years later that God's will was to heal Michael. And he, he became healed. Uh, he, he, did, he did get healed. The issue was I wasn't convinced with Ryan that it was his will. 
And all we need, all we knew to pray was if it be thy will prayers. Listen, guys, Jesus is the embodiment of the will of God. He, uh, Hebrews 1.3, Jesus is the express image of God. He is the exact rep- representation of the Father. Uh, John 14, look at that with me. John 14, verse 9. John 14, and I'm telling you right now, I know that I know that Jesus has healing for you today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not holding out on you. John 14, verse 9. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? He who has seen me has seen the Father. If you want to know the will of God, look at Jesus. He came to reveal the will of the Father to us. Look at verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And so whatever we see Jesus doing, whatever we hear Jesus saying, we know that's the will of the Father. Look at um, look at these verses with me. Look at Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And we're, I have the airport in sight. We're going to be done here in just a few minutes. And we're going to pray for, for many of you. For all of you that want to be healed. Luke chapter 5. This is the story of Jesus cleansing the leper. And uh, in verse 12, it says, And it happened when he came to a certain city. Behold, a, a man was full of leprosy, saw Jesus. He fell on his face, implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand, touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. This was a direct attack against Jesus' character. In other words, this leper was saying, I know you can heal, but I'm not sure if you will. Jesus didn't take offense at this. He wants, but instead, wants, he wants for all cleared up the matter for anyone who has a similar question. He said, I'm willing, be cleansed. I'm willing, be cleansed. I am willing, be cleansed. God is no respecter of persons. He's willing to heal you, your child, your parent, your spouse, your friend. He's willing to heal you. I'm willing. He's speaking today. I'm willing to heal you. He's your friend. He's your father. He's your lover of your soul. He settled the will of God question regarding healing right here once and for all. Never again do we need to question God's will about healing. We already have seen that he healed them all when he walked the earth. No one is exempt. No disease is, is too much. And no one is too far gone to receive healing today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His will hasn't changed, and his ministry hasn't changed. And guys, I've been, friends, I've been the beneficiary of his healing uh, power many times. I've shared earlier 
in my la in my lesson number four, how I was healed of <laughs> cancer two years ago. I was supernaturally healed of double pneumonia and sepsis. Uh, I was out ministering the word of God and all of a sudden I fell ill and my uh, temperature rose about 105 and, and I was in and out uh, mentally. I, I couldn't focus and my wife took me to the hospital and they said I had double pneumonia and sepsis and, and they didn't know if I would live, but I never questioned the will of God. I never doubted God wanted me well. I never questioned that I would get off off of that hospital bed and get out of that hospital. And my uh, blood pressure had dropped to uh, 55 over 40. Uh, my, my oxygen level was 78. My uh, white blood cell count was off the charts. And, but I, we, we had people standing with us, praying in faith with us, speaking the word of God over us. And God gave me a word in the middle of that storm. Philippians 1.19, I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit. And God delivered me. That I was that night they had to put a well, I, I couldn't breathe, and they put this big CPAP mask on me, Darth Vader mask, and I couldn't breathe, and I and uh they took me to a bigger, a larger hospital, and and I had uh three friends from uh, Jacksonville uh, come down and pray for me. I was in Daytona Beach Hospital and uh, they prayed for me and my wife said when they walked in the room, it was like light walked in the room and that light said where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am uh, in, uh, in the midst of them to carry out their agreement. They laid hands on me. The next day I ate for the first time in five days and the doctor stood at the end of my bed. One day later, when I couldn't breathe, and they didn't know if they, they if I would if I would live, and he stood at the end of my bed and looked at all my vitals, and he saw my blood pressure was normal, 125 over 80. My white blood cell count was normal, and and that doesn't happen uh, when you have sepsis. My uh, oxygen level was 92; it had been 78, and the doctor just shook his head. He said. I don't know what to attribute this to. I've seen this. Uh, I've been doing this for, for 30 years, and I've never seen sepsis leave somebody's body overnight. And I said, well, I know, doctor. It was Dr. Jesus. It was the Word of God. And it was a, a lot of people standing in faith praying for me. I never doubted that he wanted me well. I, supernaturally, God healed my body, and he'll do the same for you. This was an attack of the enemy against me, against my health, health, against my family, and against my ministry. I did not accept the doctor's report as final. Jesus is still healing today if you will only believe and exalt the truth of God's word above every other report. You know, I've come, uh, uh, Acts 10, 38, Jesus, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. It was the devil that came against my body. It's the devil that's attacked your body. It's not God. God doesn't send sickness to us to teach us anything. That's the devil. And we've got authority over him. John 10, 10, the thief 
does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. It was the enemy who, who attacked my physical body. And, you know, you can get, you can, people get mad at God and upset at God. But listen, the enemies, the devils uh, are problem. And, and we, but yet we've got authority over him. Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you the authority. This is Jesus to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus has healing for you today. Look at Luke. Finally, look at Luke 13 and verse 10. Luke 13 and verse 10. This is the story of the woman that was bowed over, couldn't stand up straight. And now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her immediately. She was made straight and glorified God. And they, the others were indignant about it. That Jesus said it was Satan who bound this woman. It was Satan who attacked her. It was Jesus who set her free. You and I, are the seed of Abraham. You and I are, when we accepted Christ, we're the seed of Abraham. And the seed of Abraham ought to be free. The seed of Abraham uh, should, not, should not be bound and stay sick in a hospital bed. But, but whenever the enemy attacks, we can believe the Lord and believe His Word and believe that Jesus it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus will heal you today. Jesus' healing power is available for you today. There's someone that's watching that you've had a chronic back problems. And I command you to go free from that today in Jesus' name. There's someone who's had problems with a neuropathy and a lack of feeling in their feet. And the Lord's freeing you from that today. I say to the seed of Abraham, you go free from that neuropathy in Jesus' name. There's someone who's have, having ringing in your ears and you've been prayed for over and over again. Jesus makes you whole. Ringing stop. Uh, healing flow. Life flow in Jesus' name. There's someone who's blind in one eye. I command your eye to open. Seed of Abraham, who believes in Jesus, Jesus makes you whole. Jesus makes you well. Jesus uh, heals your eye right now. And, and we just release the healing power of Jesus. Just stretch your hand out toward me as you're watching today. In Healing University, the gifts of the Spirit are in manifestation right now. Whatever your need is, just stretch your hand out. And right now, the healing power of God is flooding your body. It's, there's no distance in prayer and there's no time in the spirit. I release to you the healing that belongs to you. I release to you the power of God. I command uh, pain to leave your body. I command uh, there, there's someone who's had a, a neck that's, uh, or, or uh, spine fused 
And God's setting you free today, right now, in the name of Jesus. There's someone who's had bladder and a kidney, all kinds of kidney problems and bladder problems. Uh, God's healing and restoring you from that right now, in Jesus' name. Someone's had endometriosis. It's caused a lot of pain, and Jesus is healing that right now. He's restoring you. You know, endometriosis is a name. The name of Jesus is above that name. And I release the healing power of Jesus. Jesus is the same today. He's healing you today. Cancers, tumors are withering, drying up. I curse tumors in the name of Jesus. I curse all kinds of cancer. Cancer, you leave those bodies. You leave that body in the name of Jesus. The same Jesus that healed those lepers and healed those cancers when he walked the earth and healed me of cancer heals you right now in Jesus' name. Go free from cancer. There's, there are hearts being healed. There's arteries opening up right now. Uh, heart. Someone's had a heart attack a major heart attack, and I'm declaring to you, your heart is healed. When you go back for your checkup, you're going to find out that your heart is functioning full of, uh, in, in full recovery and in, in, in its full uh, <laughs> uh, status of, of how it was created. Your heart is whole. Your heart is healed, sir, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Father, for the healing virtue of Jesus. I thank you that uh, all kinds of bladder conditions are being healed right now. There's someone that's had an uncontrolled bladder and the Lord is healing that right now. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you, Lord. Even if I didn't call out whatever you're dealing with, the Lord Jesus is there. The Lord Jesus is touching you. His word is, is going into your body by, by, and his power by his spirit is making you whole. Cataracts are falling off of eyes right now. I, I, com, I curse those cataracts and I command healing power in your eyes in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Ears are opening up. Eyes are seeing because Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. We, we praise you, Lord, and thank you. We glorify you, Father, and thank you for you. Just praise him with me. Just thank him with me. Jesus, you are the healer. You are my healer. You are. You haven't forgotten about me. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. What you did, in the, what you did when you walked the earth, you're doing today by your spirit. And we receive the healing virtue of Jesus manifested uh, in our physical bodies in Jesus' name. Have you ever... Praise God. Yes. Wow. Ooh, that's good. Greg's one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the relationship between hearing... What did he say? Hearing and receiving or healing? Hearing and healing. They heard and they were healed. They heard and they were healed. Yeah. Hearing is important. Very important. So I'm glad you got here. Yeah. <laughs>
said hearing leads to healing. Yes, hearing oh, leads to healing. Isn't it, isn't it so good? So good. Anything jump out at y'all tonight? You want to talk about anything he said or share something? I think, I think just, you know, hearing his testimony, hearing some of the mm -hmm. things that, you know, we've heard throughout, you know, yeah. people being healed is, this is not a fast food process. Mm -hmm. right. You know, a lot of times people go, well, you know, I'm going to believe for the next 60 minutes <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's not fully baked by then, then, you know, it well, that be, didn't work. That didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot we of times too easy. we need to we need to understand that it's there. Mm -hmm. We're standing on it. Yes. Yeah. We're believing. We're not. We're not yeah. just stopping. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't work. So mm -hmm. let's just let's just hold on to it. Yeah. Because um, you know, it may be that we've got to that we just got to keep standing. Yeah. 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 And sometimes that's what we do is we just keep standing. He had not ate in five days. Yeah. He, that meant that he was in the hospital for five straight days. You know, a lot of people would have been, well, if Jesus was going to heal me, he'd have done it the first day, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there's a lot of other things that are going on there, too. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not the, the will of God. Mm -hmm. There is Satan, there is mm -hmm. our will. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, just like, just like, you know, I mean, everybody in here has been sick, right? I mean, you know, if you're sick and your body was designed to heal, let's just say, for example, you know, that's why his white blood yeah. cell count well, was so high, high, right? Yeah, he was fighting it. He was fighting it. So that was the natural. So God's putting a super to your natural. Right? Amen. Yes. Yeah. So healing is just like we talked about mm -hmm. a couple classes ago. It was like miracles are, I don't have something. And God has to completely give me a new something. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, you're missing an eye. You're missing, yeah. you know, a, a part of your body. <laughs> well, that's a miracle. It's a miracle, yeah. But healing is exactly what it's, it sounds like. We're healing right now. If you've got a cut, your, your cut is being mm -hmm. healed. Yeah. Yes, you it is. Cut. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. You just had surgery. So, <laughs> so you know, at the end of the day, you got to have super yeah. to your natural. Yes. Right. Which is what I got. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I wrote that down. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it even takes six months sometimes. Sure. So, you know, we, it takes years. <laughs> so January first, I'm preaching. All of a sudden, I started. I just prophesied. I just right then I said, mm -hmm. "Strength is coming to my legs. Strength yeah. is coming to your legs." In Jesus' name, <coughs> she comes back and goes, "I, I just, I felt it. I received it." Yeah. You know, the 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 thing is, is that she received that piece of it, mm -hmm. but she felt strength. Mm -hmm. But over what six months time. Mm -hmm. Other things have gotten better and better yeah. and better and That's better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, but she heard. Six months. And I you just believed. Mm -hmm. yeah. It took six months. But mm -hmm. I got out of that hospital. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sometimes I think we believe with our mind, with our brain, you know, with our mental ascent or whatever they call it. You know, we just up here, yeah, I know what the word says. Yeah, I know the word says that. But till it hits our heart and where we really truly oh my gosh, that is mine and I'm not standing for anything else. Then that's that's and that's probably what happened to you that day. It just hit your heart and you went, I felt it. It hit your heart so hard you felt it. And you knew that was your word. Yeah. Praise God. Well, one of the That's things good. that stood out mm -hmm. to me was the woman with the issue of blood. And mm -hmm. it said that she had suffered many things at the hands of physicians. Hello. So, you know, and there are good physicians sure, out there. Right. God uses yeah, love physicians. Mm -hmm. But they also, you know, I, I think that people put so much stock in what they say that they believe that over the word of God. Yeah. You know, well, the doctor said this. Mm -hmm. And they just go ahead and start making their preparations, you know, yeah. because the doctor said. Yeah. You know, and, and I've seen people do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with this particular situation that I've got right now, you know, he told me it was going to take three months for this wound to close. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I just rejected yeah, it right there, too. Sure, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I see him this Thursday, and I can't wait. Because I let um, Wendy look at it. Because I was estimating it yeah. was like 60% closed. It'll be a month She's on Thursday. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, on yeah. Friday. It'll mm -hmm. be one month since mm -hmm. the emergency surgery. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was saying 60%. I'm just guessing. I'm yeah. not, you know. Yeah. But she looked yeah. at it as a nurse and said, oh, no, no, no. That's like 80%. Praise yeah, God. I'm Praise God. Like, wow, well, you, know. you let us know what so, he says Thursday. I'm hoping That's this awesome. will be like my, my last follow-up with sure. him. Yeah, God. I was told I was, I'd be coming back every other week yeah. for three months. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no. no. They ain't got time no, for that. No. <laughs> so. The doctors are practicing medicine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Jesus is a healer. <laughs> I practice guitar and I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why we have to we have to take the time to say, okay, uh, you know, Matthew 6, 6.33 especially, but Matthew 6 is Jesus going, what do you actually believe in what God is saying to you versus yes. what man is saying to you? Yes, yeah. exactly. So seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes you need to go, okay, Lord, do I need to go to the doctor? And you know what? Sometimes he's going to go go to the doctor, see what the doctor says. Yeah. Because sometimes you need to understand what the report is so that you can believe against it. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so we, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely not yeah. a person that believes that you should just sit back. So I'm going to, going to give a quick testimony. Okay? Go ahead. So uh, I've been believing God for healing. I had a lot of COVID issues and stuff. And um, my esophagus was having a bunch of issues. And uh, the doctor had said, yeah, it's long COVID. You've got uh, acid reflux. It's just you're creating more and more acid. Well, <clears throat> you know, last, it was last week, I think it was, I had y'all pray for this me week. on a Wednesday. Yeah, it was week before. Two weeks, about two weeks ago, yeah. So all the symptoms went away. But the Lord told me to go to the doctor. Yeah. Okay, so I go to the doctor. Uh, I have a gastric band. I'll just be honest with y'all. Y'all probably don't care, but it. They checked it out. They said, "Well, the band's 
fine, it just seems overfilled, they took it all out. Well, I've had that band the way it is since 2011, okay? They took out all the stuff. I mean, it's completely healed. Praise God. Completely good, healed. Good, good, good. Praise God. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that I, I keep, you know, I've not been able to lay down mm -hmm. flat. Mm -hmm. I've been, no, we've been sleeping on an incline for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now that we're flat, I wake up going. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Did I fall off the bed? <laughs> but truthfully, I can't sleep with an incline right now. I have to sleep on, like, and I can sleep on my sides. I can sleep on my back. I was sleeping straight on my back in an incline. I can't do that either. And so, so the thing oh, is, is that I'm. You know, I'm seeing healing in my body. Praise God. And a lot of this is because of what we've been hearing. I've been mm -hmm. just ingesting mm -hmm. it and ingesting and ingesting it. Mm -hmm. And then I, I was ready for, for my healing. And, mm -hmm. and then the Lord told me, hey, go and have it checked out. Mm -hmm. you, want a, you want a good report, don't you? Let's go get one. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes yeah. you got to go somewhere where they can check the yeah. report. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. I have That's a little good. testimony too. Sure. Um, I had just gotten saved. And um, this, I was probably right at 40. And I had just gotten saved. And I last was, week. Last week. <laughs> last last week. week. 40. All right. Thank you. I beat I you, <laughs> Anyways, I just gotten saved. And um, um, it was the 4th of July. But this, you know, the 4th of July. And my brother-in-law, who's a physician, a practicing physician at the time, he was a, he's a Mr. Know-it-all. Anyways, and... Um, so he would, he, he goes, Pam, you need to look at your, you need to go, I want you to go uh, to your primary, and I want you to get all these certain tests. And I was like, what for? He goes, your hands are so, he goes, he started picking my skin up, and I noticed that you couldn't pick my skin up. And what it was was scleroderma, don't ask me what it what is, but if you all ever heard of that, it's that tightening of the tissue in your body, and... Anyways, and it can be very serious. It can be like cancer where you get a little bit of, you know, have a little cancer and they can take remove it or it can be deadly. And so um, he goes, so he would, and he kept, he was one of those kind of doctors that always, I mean, as far as a brother-in-law, he would say, well, stop doing it. You know, if that hurts, then don't do that anymore. He never would give us, you know, like yeah. tell us a diagnosis or whatever. He was always really smart and like me about it. And so you got to where you never saw us. I'm like, oh, I'm not really care what he says. And so he kept repeating it over and over. So I went to the doctor and I, I was diagnosed with scleroderma. And I totally rejected it. I just said, no, I'm just like you. I am not. I do not. And my sister's were like bawling and crying and you know because you know this is 20 years ago and only 20 I'll believe that <laughs> it's been a while ago let's put that away a little bit longer but by that anyways and um I am now at I was up to 18 percent which was here and literally you could not pick my skin up anywhere and um I never got got any more than 18 percent and now I'm at one percent. Praise said, God! It it, they said the doctor said it doesn't happen. Yeah. He said you never retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Never. He goes, I need to write a paper up on you. Every time I see him, he says, I need to write a paper up about you. Yeah. But anyways. Praise so. God.
Yeah, that's a great testimony. I look at the skin. I mean, now I've got all kinds of skin. You know, and I hate to say I'm proud of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Anything else? All right.